What is up? We are back. Yinzertainment Podcast, episode 154. Special guest goes way back. One of our very first guests on here, Joey Bag of Donuts. How are you? How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. It's uh, Tuesday. We're already into November, November 3rd. Election day. Election day. Yes. Totally forgot up until right now that it is election day. <laughs> <laughs> Something I might not want to forget. Um but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about how it is November and the Steelers are undefeated at a 7-0. That's why we brought Joey here. We got to talk some Steelers football. But first, now correct me if I'm wrong, Joey. I saw that you won an award, a Twitter award of sorts. Um, I voted for him. Well, yeah, of course. Of course we voted for him. Was it best social media? It was best Twitter account in Pittsburgh. I Say mean, louder for the people in the back. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I got a championship belt. You oh, got a really? belt out of it? Look at this. <laughs> we can see this. Look at this. No way. That's I mean, a... I didn't. It, they didn't give me a championship belt. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I bought this on my own, but <laughs> you deserve it. I mean, you yeah. win this. Yeah, I, I am the man. I am the man in Pittsburgh. The best Twitter account in Pittsburgh. Yes, that's amazing. That's sick. Oh, and, and, and you well got the deserved. belt to prove it. <laughs> this this is what they gave me. A, a, a oh, that's cool. Still, that's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah that's right. So, who ran that? Um, it's a Pittsburgh City paper. Oh, okay. Very nice. Yeah, best. Congratulations. Yeah, that's congrats. awesome. Congrats. And like and Ty you. said, well deserved. Yes, you are hey. one of our favorite follows on Twitter. Obviously, you're always. You're always just so positive about everything. Yeah, you've know? got such a good demeanor and yeah. mindset about Especially everything. Especially when Twitter is just a cesspool of nothingness these days. It's nice to have some kind of, you know, shining light at the end of the tunnel. It's all a, it's all a ruse. It's all a shame. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I punch walls in the, uh, you know, I, I try to be positive online and then, you know, I... I, I kick doors and, uh, and punch walls and that's stuff. That's why all your walls are covered. Just cover that's, that's, them. Right. <laughs> that's why they're, they're covering up holes. Yeah. yeah. We were wondering why you had so many posters up. That's right. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, well, congratulations again. And what a year to do it in a year when the Steelers, like we said, seven and zero undefeated. First, I just want to hear your first thoughts on this season. I mean, have you, I'm, not even gonna try to guess uh you know how old you are or anything none of my business but you're a little older than us i know that for sure um have you ever seen the steelers get off to such a hot start obviously they haven't had the undefeated 7-0 record in years past but have you do you remember a time when they've been so hot to start a season there was a time i think about 10 i believe it was 2007 i think they were like seven and one or something like that and they went up against the uh the patriots and got killed that was the game i don't know if you remember i i don't know what the hell the dude's name was but he guaranteed a win and uh the 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 patriots beat him like 41 to 24 or something like it was a complete destruction but uh and I think there was another time. I think in 2000 they were they were four zero or something like that. But yeah, this is this is amazing. This is uh, you know I I think when the schedule comes out and you look at it and say okay that's a win that's a win that's a win or what do you think the record's gonna be? I think I said you know maybe eleven wins maybe. 12 i think when it got closer to the, the beginning of the season i said maybe 10 because i'm not sure about some things this is beyond my wildest dreams i mean this is just absolutely amazing and people still trashed him which is still funny 
It's like, oh, well, this didn't count. This didn't count. You got help from the refs or whatever. It's like, shut the hell up. This is undefeated is an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. And the first handful of games, everyone was saying, oh, they haven't beat anybody with a a winning record or they beat shit teams. All right. Well, what about going into Tennessee, going into Baltimore, about to go into Dallas, which is another just shit pool, but about to roll the trains there. It's. You can't say anything about the, who they beat when they beat Tennessee the and Baltimore and Baltimore. That 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 kills all those arguments. Uh, I mean, it's not much for us, but they even beat the Browns that were four and one or five and one. The Browns have a good record. You you can't they discount do. that. They, you know they, absolutely. You, so uh, yeah, and and that's the thing. It's like three weeks in a row, three. Uh, as Thomas says, five star matchups, and and, and they <laughs> killed it. So yeah, there's you know, the, the, forget it about that you know schedule argument. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you play who you play. Every team has a, a similar schedule. I know that some teams have easier schedules than the rest, but it's like yeah, it's well, the they, pro- professional football league. They, yeah. they always talk about that with the Patriots and like the division they play in. Fuck the Patriots. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Obviously, the Steelers winning is a wonderful thing, but also how wonderful is it that the Patriots are losing and looking terrible? Just looking awful. The only thing that would be the cherry on top would be if the Bucs were like 0-7 because I I still don't like Tom Brady. Even though he's detached from the Patriots, I still fuck the Patriots, fuck Tom Brady. (laughs) Hey, that's my fantasy quarterback. How dare you? That's tough. Yeah, but back to the Steelers thing quick. So... You know, they beat the Titans, who were, I don't know, undefeated up until they that point. They were undefeated. They beat the Ravens, who were 5-1, and one, coming off of a bye week. And, and this was supposed to be our bye week. In Baltimore. The Titans. In the Titans. Baltimore, nonetheless. They beat them. And, and we beat a 5-1 and one Cleveland Browns team. Or is it 4-1? Four 4-1, and four one. And one, right, yeah, yeah. Browns team so, that, I mean, one that everybody was talking highly about. Right. You don't get much better than that, and yet you still have people online trying to tell us that the Steelers aren't that great or the Steelers don't deserve to be undefeated or the Steelers' schedule is so easy. I love it. Keep <laughs> fucking feeding it. Yeah. Keep telling me that because or, or it doesn't matter. I don't even think they... Rewind to the first game. Rewind to the first game against the Giants? Yeah, because, dude, after the first game, everybody was saying how the Steelers got lucky... You know, watch out for. Saquon Barkley had negative three yards in the first half of that game. He didn't get lucky. You know, he said, "Oh, it's just the first game of the season." You know, that's what happens. No preseason. Right now, you know what a lucky win is? A win. Yeah, they got seven. Still a win. Yeah. And I hate. I mean, I don't hate, but what? It's not Steelers related. Nick Foles. He said, "In I'd rather have an ugly W, than obviously getting blown out or taking an L." Oh, like you said, Joey. A win is a win, and that's all that fucking matters. Yeah, and people talk, you know, the easy schedule. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe some of the teams they played early are easier. They're not great. But the Texans probably shouldn't have been 0-4. But we we still won, and what are you supposed to do to the bad teams? You're supposed to beat them, and we did, and we have, and and we will. Listen, the the phrase any given Sunday totally applies to the NFL. The dumbest thing you want to do is bet on NFL games. At least me. Don't don't ever listen to my betting advice (laughs) because I have lost a lot of money gambling on NFL games. So it's I mean look you can make it back betting against the pirates next season. (laughs) 
but I mean, look, the, the Cincinnati beat the Titans. I mean, oh, right. Exactly. That, you know, even the worst NFL team, even the Jets can beat somebody. So, you know, it's it's amazing. I mean, look, the, the Chiefs are not undefeated, and the Chiefs are the "quote unquote" best team. So, it's it's um, it's an amazing accomplishment what the Steelers have done, no matter what idiots say. And a follow up question, I guess, to the three of you: um, Do you think the Steelers have played their best ball yet? Not even no. close. They which is which is the best. Part. Which is the best part? The game Seven against and the Titans. And we've played maybe seventy-five percent. The game against the Titans was the first time we saw them really click on both sides of the ball to a T. For and in I, the first half. Yes. Yeah. The offense shut half. down in the second half. They got to keep that gator roll, keep the energy going, well, and they if, didn't. If in the second half of the season we can play that well, you know, in six of the remaining games at least. Easy money. I mean, we're well on our way into the playoffs with a bye. I call them a 30-minute team. Um, they put together one great half. They did it against the Titans. They did it against uh, Baltimore. Baltimore, it was it was the second half. Yep. Um, the only time they put together a full 60 minutes was against Cleveland when they absolutely destroyed them. So, yeah, there is <laughs> – they have a lot of room. That's the amazing thing. Yes, they're seven and zero. There's a lot of room for improvement. There's a lot of things they could still do yep. to be even better. So yeah, we haven't even scratched the surface of what they what they could do. Their full potential. I feel like I haven't even seen Ben really air it out yet. No, we've seen maybe a like, couple. Once throws. we start seeing that, well, getting the run game like consistently pumping, then you get Ben with the play action. His pump fake should be criminal. He should be locked up, arrested for it, because he it's undresses disgusting. every defender when he does that. You know, and and I think my favorite part that I've been hearing too, like listening to a bunch of uh, you know these talk shows with, but when they talk about Steelers, is that the Steelers more than anything, they when you ask yourselves like, what do I need to prepare for? You get more questions than answers. You know, like I've said it before, like it's like who's your number one wide receiver. You you go to three three different names. Who do you got? Like, there's so many. You have questions instead of answers, which is the thing is a great thing. Yeah. The Ravens spent all week with Des Bryant in a number eleven jersey, preparing for Chase Claypool, who's a fucking rookie. What about Deontay and James? All of these other threats that we have, and they're worried about one guy. Like that's how we know that we run the north. Yes. The best te- second best team in the AFC, the Ravens, scary, nothing. It's an amazing thing, and we're really seeing a different Ben this year. You know, in previous years, he had Antonio Brown, and he would just do everything he could to feed Antonio Brown. And you might yeah. say, "Well, Antonio Brown's an asshole. Antonio Brown's a, a diva, whatever." He's also one of the best wide receivers ever of all and, time. And, and, and Ben kind of used that as like I don't want to say like a drug, but definitely a crutch. Like you know. Um, ben would just do anything to to feed him, and it wasn't just because, like I said, it wasn't just because of Antonio Brown. It's because Tony Brown's really good. He knows that you know AB will would bail him out. Now it's completely different. Now it's amazing. Now he just goes to this crazy concept called the open receiver. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> you know, he sees, and that's the amazing thing. It's like you mentioned. You know, you got you basically have three number one receivers. If you know, if you don't double cover Juju. 
you could throw it to him. Uh, now Chase has has earned doubles. Um, Deontay is really good. There's there's three guys, and oh by the way, James Washington is is a really good fourth or fifth receiver. Oh yeah, and, a and deep freaking Ray, Oh yeah, and by the way, um, there's there's Ebron also who's who's killing it. So mm-hmm. killing it. But you were you just about to say Ray Ray too? He's, he's getting up in the snap count. Like he's getting some playing time. Yeah, they just Ray have Ray way McLeod. too way too. It's many great. Weapons. There's so many offensive, not weapons, but like threats. Yeah. How did they find a guy like Ray Ray? I mean, he was he was in the middle of training camp. They just picked him up off of like the, the gutter or something. The the best punt returner we've had in a long time. Yeah. Since and he's, AB, he's a good receiver too. Right. I mean, literally since AB. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I, and well, he's what Ryan Switz was supposed to be. Remember? <laughs> no, Ryan Switz. There's, <laughs> he's a, he's a brown now. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not. But no, no, Switzer I'm not was saying, supposed. To, I'm not saying yeah, what he. No, did. I know, I know. Yeah, I was just. I, it took me a second to really just comprehend how bad Switzer was as a punt returner. Comparatively, anyways. Comparatively. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's what Switzer was supposed to be. He was supposed to be that return specialist. Yeah. yeah. They no, only he, got absolutely. him for that, and, and it, it went to hell. Yeah. And Deontay Johnson even took shots at it, and he – was it week one when he muffed the pun? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, like you said, Joey, you know, Ben this year, not forcing it to receivers like we saw with Antonio Brown, and I think we talked about it a couple of podcasts ago. That's, that is the difference right there is Ben's not forcing the ball to receivers because – he doesn't have to. He doesn't have just one really good receiver and then a bunch of mediocre ones. He's got somebody who can pop off at any point during any game. And, again, going back to the game plan for that as a defense, it's like how do you even prepare? Who, who do you double-team this week? You double-team Juju, Claypool gets it. You double-team Claypool, Deontay gets it. I mean, it's like it's a never-ending so cycle. With and it. you said that like we don't have like a number-one receiver. I would say we don't have a diva. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love Juju's number one in my I, mind. I still root for Le'Veon because he just wanted the bag. He just wanted money. Um, AB is kind of just a prick, um, but that's why the Steelers are successful now because there's no cancer in the locker room. There's no one that is you don't have to worry about him because he had zero yards. Juju gets zero yards and zero catches and tweets. Great team win. Yeah. AB would never. How funny was it that the the Ravens basically shut down the run? So Ben's like, okay, fine. We're not even going to pretend to run. We're going to have five wide, and, and we're going to play play, playground football, and we're going to kick your ass, and it yeah. worked. And it worked. wasn't even pretending to run. It and I worked. think what they need to do more is just keep running those streaks. We, we've seen it each week where we'll get at least one call one flag for pass interference when you just send the dudes deep because they, the defenders, the defensive backs cannot keep up with the sealers. Receivers. It's the Joe Flacco play. You just throw <laughs> yeah, it up yeah, yeah. and wait for the flag. And it, it usually happens. They, the, the Steelers used the, the Ravens own weapon against them. On right. Sunday. Literally throw it up, get a flag. Do you see Marquise Brown as well? He was uh, bitching about his role in yeah, the Baltimore yeah, yeah. offense. Why like you I've got soldiers if you're not going to use them? Never. Yeah, it must be a family thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, it it doesn't fall far, far from the tree yeah, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Facts. 
Um, but, but I mean, as you know, as good as wide receivers in Pittsburgh have it, get, having been as a quarterback and every, everything's all good, it's a disaster. I don't want to say it's a disaster in Baltimore, but Lamar Jackson is is sucking as a uh, passer, and they're they're never going to have a good wide receiver. Or they're, they're never going to bring one in unless they draft it, because who who wants who wants to be a wide receiver on a team that just runs all the time? Yeah, and has a lousy quarterback that passes. Right. I was going to – not that I want to talk about the Ravens, but do you think the Ravens would be more successful if – like, is it Lamar's passing ability or is it his receiving core, including the tight ends? He's got one of the best tight ends in the league. He's got – And Marquise Brown's not bad. I was going to say, Hollywood Willie, Brown Willie Sneed, is pretty Sneed good. is a fucking vet. He's been around the game. He can play some football. I'm not saying that they have great receivers, but it's like – They should do um, better who's than that, Who's doing? that fault? I'm not sure what the what the what the problem is. Um, you know, I you know, there's people that say Lamar Jackson's like, oh, he's just a running back. I think that's that's bullshit. I think he's you know, you don't win MVP on, on by accident. You know, right. he's he, he threw I think 36 touchdowns last year or something like that. So that's that's no uh, fluke. Uh, but at the same time, he is not having a good year and he's not doing well passing. So whatever happened with defense or defenses have adjusted to him and. Uh, Hey, if that means they have to run all the time, they're damn good at that. They, yeah, they, I yeah. mean, they ran all over the Steelers, and the Steelers have the number one run defense. Yeah, That's right. The they put up time, like 200 rush yards or some shit, right? First time so, they really exposed the Steelers' run defense was exposed by was Gus what? Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, baby. J.K. Dobbins. Not a guy to sleep on, though. Yeah, which, Dobbins. Which, dude, I'm still not a J.K. fan. Rolling, dude, yes, but he's, not Dobbins. That's a star. What do you mean? J.K. Rowling, okay. yeah, she is. I, I, well, I, I think I just dislike him because everybody from, like, all the Steelers fans wanted him, and they're all yeah. pissed when we put uh, Claypool instead. Oh my god, that makes me so angry when when people say they should have drafted J.K. Dobbins. How the fuck can you <laughs> doubt Kevin Colbert's? Right, yeah. exactly. We just talked about Ray Ray. They picked him up off the street. How, um. Uh, Spillane, they picked up off the streets. And look what he's doing. Look at the past four drafts. Almost every single pick of the first four rounds has been a hit. Yeah. Just shut up. More than a hit. Yeah. Way more. They're a huge part of this team. Yeah. And yes, J.K. Dobbins is good. But, you know, I think that Chase Claypool, I think he's okay too. <laughs> yeah, I think he's pretty good. But I also know that people want what they can't have. And that's why it's oh, could you imagine if we had J.K. Do- James Connor's doing it? He's having a great year. Connor's fine, killing it. I saw a poll earlier from uh, I think it was around the four one two, and it, I'm sure they're just doing some poll questions and whatnot. And they said, would you rather for the rest of the year, would you rather have James Connor or Josh Jacobs as your running back? And I fucking click James Connor. Yeah. You don't you don't don't break you don't fix what's not broken like. He's been killing it. Not only that, but with James Conner, something that you ne- can't necessarily teach to people is just like grit heart. grit, heart, and determination. I don't know enough about Josh Jacobs to say whether or not he's that kind of guy. <laughs> Your fantasy running back, dude. Yeah, yeah. But I can tell you for certain that James Conner is that guy, and I want that guy in my locker room 10 times out of 10. So and That's the best part about the Steelers is we've got 52 of those guys. Three? In the locker room? Or how many? 53. 53? Yeah. Yeah. They, we got players galore. I mean, Joe, you, you touched on Robert Spillane. P- 
pick six oh, to open oh the game God. this past week against the Ravens. Like you said, we, that we signed that, that dude long. out of nowhere because Devin, well, to be a linebacker, but you know Devin Bush goes down. He's thrown into the Lions' den, and he has done nothing but exceed far beyond his expectations. Killing it. He's another workhorse, like I said about Connor. Just dude has heart and grit, and I want him on my football team every time. The way he stood up Derrick Henry on the goal line, Ooh. like, bro, I'll, I want his jersey just for that play alone. I heard that hit here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That shit. I felt oh. that hit. Yeah. So, and so did he. <laughs> yeah, he probably felt it for a while. And then... I mean, I mean, you know, that play, he went off, and they showed him on camera, like, rubbing his shoulder, like, holy shit. But then he was back. Well, he in. went out right away. <laughs> yeah, he went out right away, but then he came back like a fucking dog. Yeah. Dude, if that was me, I'd be in, I'd be going to the uh, funeral home. Yeah. <laughs> forget forget about hospital. Like, you I'm wouldn't dead. be on this podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be in a body cast. I'd be calling for my mommy from the sideline. Fucking like a <laughs> baby. Wah. <laughs> 100%. That's a grown ass man made a grown ass man play. Yeah, against another a... grown ass man, Derek Henry is nothing to be fucked with. No, unless you're Robert Spillane. Yes, exactly. Uh, but you know, going back to the whole linebacker thing, we just signed one again, literally just out of nowhere. Was it pops Avery, up on Twitter. Avery Williamson. Avery Williamson from the Jets. Dude goes from an zero and seven team to a set or zero and eight team to a seven and zero team, just like that. Flip of a hat, and is that an expression? Flip of a hat? Don't think it so. It is now. Just made it up. Yeah, it uh, is now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't seen anything about the dude. I've never seen him play, but I know he's Tomlin excited to be a Steeler. And Tomlin is excited. Everyone's excited, and I'm looking at his numbers. I mean, he came into the league in 2014, and he's played almost every game since getting into the league. Like, the dude didn't come in and sit around. He's been playing since 2014. And this year alone, he's already got 59 tackles in eight games. Seven, six, yeah. Seven, eight games, so. And I think I saw he he played, like, 99% of the snaps leading up to when he got hurt. And I, I think at that point he was only playing 96% or something. So he's, he's a middle linebacker that's going to be in there for all three plays. Or all so, three downs, I should say. So, is he going to replace Spillane? No, no. I don't think he'll replace it, but I think it's I, I think it's a depth thing. Yeah, and also like you you have you now you have two options instead of yeah. What happens if Robert Spillane gets hurt? No, absolutely. I think it's great. If, um, if I were, I'm sorry to interrupt. If no, I were to good. guess, I would say it's a 50 50. It'll be probably a 50 50 thing with, between Spillane and, and Williamson, and yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean Spillane is 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 great, and he has a lot of heart, and he's smart as hell. But he does have limitations. He's not the best in coverage. He's not the fastest guy. So I mean, to me, I, I equate Spillane as like another Vince Williams. And the problem is, you have two Vince Williams out there, which is good in some cases, but you know, in coverage, not so good. So I mean, and, and like I said, I, you know, um. UG three that Ulysses Grant or Ulysses mm-hmm. Gilbert or whatever his name is, uh, you know he's hurt, and I think that also necessitated a trade because you need you need depth, and yeah, God forbid, Splane gets hurt, then then they're really screwed. So yeah, this is a great move. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know that you guys can answer it, but how do we know how um, Williamson is in coverage? Because my, when I first saw this trade, I was really excited, but I also got like a Mark Barron image. 
like, oh, yeah, I'm excited about this linebacker that could potentially be good for us. But how is he in coverage? Like, that's our biggest thing is coverage. It's hard to say, but I, I, I heard that Williamson is the person that they try to get when um, Shazier went down. They tried to, to acquire him, but, you know, the Jets threw a boatload of money at him, so he went with the Jets. So he got to be good enough in, in coverage if they were thinking about him uh, replacing Shazier. Right, and that's where our lack of coverage uh, really kind of started from linebackers is when we lost Shazier. Yeah. And from from the little bit I've read on this guy, I've heard you know he's a better uh, pass defender than Bush, but he's not you know a Ryan Shazier necessarily. So no some, one's yeah. a Ryan Shazier, <laughs> right, right? So somewhere in the middle, which is good enough for me. We literally just need anybody that can potentially cover a tight end on yeah. on a ten and in, you know. So yeah. which which and, I saw the same stuff, but sorry, but I was gonna say I know Arthur Motes was pretty high on him too saying that you've seen him with the Jets so and when you bring him into a team like the Steelers you're gonna have, you're probably you're most likely gonna have the same effect that like how Minka was. You know, he comes in, he fits in, he's it's got the a high vibe. spirit. Exactly. It's you know it's that spark that, that you get on that defense now. And he's only gonna play even better than what he's played and you know and the guys around him too. And imagine, yeah, go ahead, Joey. Imagine being in the hell of the Jets <laughs> and just, just what a job. They should have fired that coach. Adam Gase, right? Oh my God. Yeah, they should have fired him two months ago. I mean, it's clear they're tanking for Trevor and hey, good for you. You know, if, if, if Trevor was smart, he'd stay another year in school. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, no he's just in a hell of a situation to go literally from hell to heaven to be in a great organization. That's winning like hell in a perfect situation. So yeah, he's, he's, it's just going to be just like Minka. He's going to be motivated as hell. And yeah, he's going to play like, just like Ebron, play great. Even like Ebron, I think Ebron came, anybody that comes over and puts on the black and gold, they're fucking psyched. Especially they if be. they're seven and zero, because you don't find another team like the Steelers where it all just clicks. You know, aside from the year, the couple, maybe two years with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon, where they were douchebags about shit. It's like that locker room's always been a solid locker room through and through. Defense, offense, Tomlin teams. needs more credit. People, yeah, thank you. He this does. is in my notes, by the way. Might as well just throw it out now. People owe Tomlin a fucking apology and Big Ben and Big Ben definitely. But last year, people were. People were throwing out the idea to trade Tomlin as a coach for like a fourth round draft pick <laughs> yeah. to the Buccaneers because he's not that great of a coach. He went eight and eight with a backup fucking quarterback. In no, Mason not even Rudolph a backup. And, yeah, a, a third, third string. string. And people Duck. were calling for his fucking job. And this year he Let's... is undefeated. And all those people can eat my scrum because they were wrong and they owe Tomlin an apology. And to add to that, he's literally one game away. From finishing his 14th season above 500, he's one game away from it. Never had a losing 14, season. 14 fucking seasons. Never what had is a it, losing. Steelers season. had three coaches in the last 55 years since we've been watching or alive. Yeah, two since Facts. we've been alive, or maybe three. I don't know. I could be wrong. Chuck Noll, Power. Well, the ones that I know. Right, 94 is a long time ago. That's, that's all I know. I wanted to add really quick to Avery Williamson. Yeah. 
Uh, Ty and Tappy, you guys might not be aware, but Joey, I think you might be. Uh, you guys know who the last linebacker was that we got from the Jets? James Ferrier. Do you know what number he wore? 51. Yes, you guys all contributed there. I only said and, that because uh, I just saw that Avery Williams. And Avery John or Williamson is yeah. coming over yeah. from the Jets. Like James Ferrier, rocking 51. Let's fucking get it. Let's let's fucking get it. <laughs> 100%. Like, Dude, yeah, I mean, I'm psyched about it. Listen, I don't know. James Ferrier was a great football player, and if Avery can – I'm just going to call him Avery. I feel like I know him well <laughs> Let's call him A-Dub. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm going to call him A-Dub. Uh, I mean, A-Dub is going to be a great addition is all, is all I know. And if he can play half as well as Ferrier did, then he's served his purpose. And for what it's worth, he was drafted in the fifth round by the Tennessee Titans where he was coached by former Steelers coaches Ken Wisenhunt, Dick LeBeau, and Ray Horton. Horton hears a who? Horton hears a Williamson. Horton hires Williamson. Yes. (laughs) But that's sick. Like, Ken Wisenhunt, Dick LeBeau, obviously they didn't go to Tennessee and start up their new own game plans. They took what... Yeah. They were so dominant in Pittsburgh. Yeah. They're still basically running a LeBeau defense. So if that's right. the case, he'll be just fine. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Every little thing ad- adds up. Everything matters. I, uh, well, at one point, the Titans had like nine or 11 former Steelers, either players or staff members, you know, working for them. And that's, in, I think that was in the last like, two or three years. Yeah, but what really fr- freaking sucks about all of those names I just named is those aren't Tomlin's products. Those are Cowher's products, aren't they, Joey? What What do you mean? Like, those coaches that went on to coach in other squads weren't under Tomlin. Like, Bruce Arians, Ken Wisenhunt, Dick LeBeau, that's products of Bill Cowher. They may have started with him, but... Uh... I think LeBeau got his. Uh, no, I think I think he was I think he he was pretty good with with Cower too, but uh, yeah, I mean that, that's that's the thing. I mean, yeah, coaches under under Tomlin really haven't done much um, elsewhere. I can't even think of any besides uh, Todd right. Haley and well, you know. and he's not even employed. Yeah, yeah, we we spoke about that one of the last few podcasts where it's like, yeah, I will. Mike Tomlin, Hall of Famer, no doubt. Well, but really, he, when, but he when doesn't you th- have anyone that's been. When under you him think that- about it, there's not too many coaches uh, that have let, that have been under Tomlin that have gone anywhere else because they, they, they he kept them all. He, he went from the, the defensive coordinator was LeBeau for many years, and then he went from LeBeau to to Keith Butler, and then that's mm-hmm. that that's it. He's only really had two offensive right. coordinator. It was uh, it was Bruce Arians who's mm-hmm. doing all right. And yep. uh, and Todd Haley and now uh, good old, or good old Randy Fickner, who, Fickner. yeah, uh, and, and and nobody's taking a Fickner. No, but that's actually a very good point that we never really talked about, um, Ty. I don't know if you heard, but we were saying how that yeah, Tomlin really hasn't produced any other coaches to go on and succeed. Joey had a very good point. There's no coaches that went on with other teams because because they stay. Tomlin keeps them as a Steeler. Yeah, that's why he right. hasn't had a losing season. Again, you don't fix what's not broken. Max. <clears throat> but uh, speaking of these coaches, I, I wanted to talk about this as it is. It's a good segue into it. 
Uh, back to the offensive side of shit, uh, the play calling. Joey, I'd love to get your opinion on it. We talk about it at nauseum, how you know a lot of the weeks the play calling just seems like it's going nowhere. There's no variation in within no the play calling. No consistency. No solution, really. And I think, you know, like we said, the Titans game, the first half offense looked great. Second half, not so much. This week, first half offense looked like shit. Second half, they figured it out. But you notice a difference between those halves and the play calling, I think. You know, you mentioned in the second half, we were playing backyard football. We're empty setting it, throwing the ball short, you know, gaining yards, doing what we need to do. But who at this point in time is even calling the plays and who should be? I mean. So when you hear, when, when you watch Steeler games, and especially now because there's not much of a crowd, you, re, you could really hear uh, the quarterback you know, call his audibles and stuff. You kept hearing Ben say, Blue 80, Blue 80. And I'm like, what the hell is Blue 80? I, th- I figured out what Blue 80 means. Blue 80 means, fuck you, Finkner. I'm, I'm running my own play. <laughs> That's why I, I kept it. calling it. Love it. <laughs> no, really? I'm. I, no, like, is that, no. <laughs> I wish that was. I was going to say, like, do you really pick up on a trend like that? No, I, I wish. I wish that was actually the case. No, I mean, he does say it a lot. I don't. I don't know why he says it. It's. It's. It's um, equivalent of uh, Peyton Manning kept saying Omaha. Omaha, yeah. You know, so uh, who knows? Who knows what it actually means? But I mean, yeah, that's the question. Is like, who's really running things? I mean, remember last year when when Ben was hurt and it was. Uh, God, I don't even want to remember who who those those schmucks were, but you know everybody was was killing Finkner, and uh, I, I think the thing is with Finkner is Finkner and Ben are a team, and they work. Finkner works best with Ben, so they they figure it out. So you know how much is it of Ben calling his own plays, just doing his own thing? How much of it is Finkner? We I don't think we're gonna know. I mean, you know, that that the thing this past week was, oh, Ben was just doing playground stuff and he was just drawing drawing the plays in the dirt and blah 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 and just just making it up on the fly. I, I think part of that is true and part of it isn't. Um Ben's just standing there with the football like, all right, yeah. you're gonna all go right, like this, do two and out. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I see it different than other people, but at this point in Ben's career shouldn't he be allowed to call whatever fucking plays he wants to call? I think he knows best, honestly. I don't think Fickner is a great play caller. Obviously, we've seen it in years past. We saw it with Mason and Duck. We see it this year early. From what I understand, quarterback coach Matt Canada was helping with the play calling in the past few games, and you noted, you could see it very obviously in the past few games the offense has been way better than the first three or four games. So, I don't know who needs to be calling the plays, but the fact that it's not Ben, or maybe it is, I don't know. But if it's not Ben, it should be. I, I th- yeah. I, I, let me just say real quick. I think I think any criticism of Finkner is valid. I think some of the things like running on third and ten, or it's like oh second and ten, here here comes another run. First and ten, here comes another run. Oh third down, we're gonna pass. Gee gee, can you be more predictable, please? I, I think there's something to that and i think it could get better so you know whatever it is i i I, yeah i'm not a fan of finkner right i don't think many people are here's here's my general rule if anything good happens with the steelers offense it's either because of ben or matt canada if anything bad happens with the steelers offense it's because of finkner that's 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 basically all you need to know 
that's the general rule. It's a fair assessment. I, I, you're behind that. <laughs> my problem is that when I'm sitting at my house and I can predict 80% of the Steelers' offensive snaps, one, I should either be getting paid triple digits for my service or, or, or two, switch it up. If I can see what's about to come, no issue, then what do you think the defense opposing defenses Who studies watching? your tape for two weeks straight? And I don't even study tape. I just watch every fucking game. And, I mean, literally, see exactly what's going to happen. Run, run, Mr. pass. Aaron's dad run, thought run, I was pass. fucking crazy. Like, no, literally, you can see it happening. You know what drove me crazy in the, uh, in, on the Ravens game in the fourth quarter when it was like less than two minutes, they just – uh, stopped the Ravens on that fourth and two or fourth and three. And all the Steelers needed to do was get a first down. And it was like third and two. And it was the most predictable damn thing in the world. It's like, you knew they were going to run. You knew they were going to run up the middle and they got nothing. Of course they got nothing because everybody was expecting it. Yeah. You and get one didn't... first down there game's over. You don't have to work. You don't have to, you know, pray that they uh, do a last second comeback. And they didn't switch out any running backs on that, right? It was just Connor the whole time. Yeah, yeah, they don't even right? use a, a fullback. They don't. Which, I mean, well, they, I saw Jalen Samuels had more targets than James Washington. Which like, he didn't what? look good. And I'm a big fan of Jalen Samuels. Like, let's if we got the I'm weapons. <laughs> I I mean, I'm not a big fan of him, but I'm a fan of the sense that we have a good depth. We could throw anybody in at any time, and. It's like, yeah, you throw Jalen Samuels in. The defense thinks that you're going to throw it to him. Fucking run a draw to him up the middle, and you get those two yards. But if there's James Conner in there at a fucking I for or not I formation, but obvious that he's going to run it. Yeah, and Al, I know I Alex was it. like, where the fuck's Anthony McFarland at, man? Like, the, uh, the first two games, they did a good job about mixing up running backs, but ever since has been the James Conner show, which is fine, but sometimes you need to throw in another back to throw off the defense. And Anthony oh. McFarlane is a great guy for that. McFarlane has a lot of potential. He could, he could be a, 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 a home run hitter. He, yeah. he could, uh, he could break those long runs. So, uh, you know, maybe it's a rookie thing. Maybe he's just, you know, maybe he's just hitting a wall or whatever. Maybe he's just not getting it. I mean, the, the important thing with the, with the running back is you got to pick up, pick up those blitzes and, and, you know, and you got to earn that trust. So maybe that's the issue. James I don't know. James is good at that. And, and I was going to say, I, I think that might be part of it because I know there was like two plays where McFarlane went in and he didn't pick up the blitz and then he didn't play like almost the rest of the game. Well, yeah, if you let Ben yeah. get hit, you're getting sit. Exactly. <laughs> the Steelers are good with experimenting and giving everybody a shot. But if you don't perform on your one or two shots, we're not going to smell you the rest of the game. Yeah. Exactly. But like... Anthony McFarlane, I, this is the metaphor that comes to my mind. He's got a high ceiling. Needs to be the Darren Sproles to the Jay Ajay circa 2000, whatever, 14 or 15 or some shit. But you met, that was a great running back duo because the one was the heavy hitter, the one was the speed. That's what we have with James Conner <laughs> and Anthony McFarlane. Yeah. And even Benny Snell. I mean, Benny Snell's the hard hitter in my mind, technically. And he but, cut weight, bro. He's even he's not small, but he's smaller like Connor. But yeah, he still packs that fucking punch. But and Anthony McFarlane's that speed guy, and it's a good mix-up. I was gonna say McFarlane and Ray Ray. 
very similar in my eyes. Put them in the fucking slot, bro. While Chase Claypool's getting double teamed, run a slant with Ray Ray, and you're going to get 60 yards. Literally. Yep. I think you're going to see your wish of uh, more running backs this week because I think they're going to run wild on uh, the Cowboys. Oh, my God. They have to, uh, right? I hope they line all three running backs. Let's uh, talk about it next week. Uh, (laughs) Primetime game, 325 against the Cowboys here. Um, 325, I'm going to be hammered by then. (laughs) I mean, this is too much for you. So, first of all, there's a question of if they even play this game. Uh, Marlon Humphreys of the Ravens tested positive for COVID after the game. That rat bastard. Yeah, I know. That rat bird bastard. Which which I think is a blessing in disguise if they don't play. Extra bye week. There you go. Yeah, I don't know how that would all work out, but I would like to see them play a game. Well, well, the Super Bowl gets pushed. The Super Bowl, there's a four-week window they can push it back. Okay. Well, let's I hope want they the don't Super Bowl have. on Valentine's Day because I don't <laughs> want to do any. Uh, I don't yeah. want to go anywhere for Valentine's Day. Just, no, the most romantic thing you do is watch the Steelers play the Super Bowl. Hell yeah! And win. And win, nonetheless. That's so, facts. I'm like, honey, you know what I got you this year? A fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the TV. Here, honey. Here's a wa- here's a terrible towel. Wave it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I got you all these hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> <laughs> All these uh, eggs, if you will. What do you call them? Those fucking eggs. deviled eggs. Oh, deviled goose eggs. eggs. I was saying goose eggs because other teams going to put up zero, but I love deviled eggs. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll take a deviled egg over a goose egg any day. <laughs> That's just Only a if it's a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the question is, will this game even happen? Um, I guess only time will tell. Let's move forward like it is going to happen. What do you think's gonna happen <laughs> in the game let's hear some predictions um well here's the cowboys the- are ass we're gonna be playing the th- their third string quarterback Danucci, who's a product of Pitt, who then went to james madison it's not even Danucci. i think he got benched yeah really it's- there was talks of pulling up the practice squad quarterback to start this oh, game seriously <laughs> kidding. really the yeah. last thing i saw was that Danucci is their starter so that's fucking hilarious that's awesome but it also makes me nervous how how like how much of a landslide this already looks yeah like. the Steelers money line is going to be like minus 2500 and I'm going <laughs> to throw 50 bucks on it and I'm going to lose 50 bucks well right. and here's the problem as we talk about it a lot is the Steelers play down to their opponent's level a lot of the time yeah but this looks like it might be like a JV high school squad team but, minus, but minus I you never so. want to put it past the Steelers to play down to that level they, and yeah, make it a close yeah, I they know that. They half of football. We all know that. Yeah. Well, dude, when I was with Ty on Sunday, we were watching the game, and I was like, all right, slow start. We'll pick it up in the second half. And I and I bet the Steelers in the second yeah, half. Yeah, you did. You got them at a good line at half. Nice. Yeah. You did. And uh, and I'm, I'm with you guys 100%. I know that the Steelers play down to their competition. I know that they'll make it uh, our blood boil for a little bit before they actually pull off the dub. But I think – I think this game will not be close. Like, and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't. We like, have I the number one ranked defense against a fourth string quarterback. Potentially, we need to blow well, them the well, fuck out. I'm not worried about the defense. I'm worried about the offense. Like, if the Steelers' defense will going. score two touchdowns themselves, and that'll be enough. See, not that. If that's the case, I'd put fucking money on that because I'd pay a lot. Yeah, yeah, it would. Well, hasn't our defense been the reason we've been winning too? And they've been bailing us out. Yeah. 
but I no, I think no, no, I don't no, I don't so. I don't think that's safe. This isn't the Chicago Bears, bro. No, Did no, we, no, no, no. The Chicago Bears aren't bailing out the Bears. No, the Chicago Bears defense is if the Bears defense was not as good as it was, they'd be 0 7. Okay, but it's not bailing out when you're not balling out. What yeah. I'm saying is the offense is staying on the field, and that's giving our defense a time to recoup and regenerate and be able to perform. Yeah, but okay, what about the six weeks prior? Six weeks. You know, like it's a very balanced team right now. I don't think that any one side is carrying the other. I think they're doing great. I think our defense plays better offense at least one half of the, one half of the games. That's a fair ass- assessment. I mean, the, it the is, offense it's only it's shows out for one half. I mean, if I were to pull data, the offense has scored way more than the defense. So it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, uh, right. Yeah. So to <laughs> say that to say that the defense is playing better offense for than the offense for one it's half. Spillane's fault. Not enough pick sixes. Damn it! Get on it, Spillane. I know. Whoa, seriously. Whoa. No, what I'm saying is it's equal. I know what you're saying. I, I don't agree with you. <laughs> like, like in the oh, first half. Just like the... I don't agree that Little Wayne's the best rapper. Oh, shit. Here we go. No, that, here we go. No, that's fine. No, here that's we fine. go. Every, we got to stop. We'll... Little John's the best rapper. But anyway, uh, you know, like, like when you had the first half of the Ravens game where it was just you know, like the, the offense was doing three and out every time. And then the defense was getting out there and just getting gashed all the time. I think it was like 20 minutes Ravens to nine minutes of Steelers. I mean, that's, you know, you know that's not helping at all. Right. So, yeah, the, the, the defense, the offense does help the defense. If the, the offense can stay out there, it would help the defense. Uh, by the way, it, the line right now is 13 and a half. It's not enough points. <laughs> so so let's go with this. What let's give score predictions um as well as, you know, one one person that shines in this next game or somebody uh, that's going to do something well. Whoever wants to start. Uh James Conner uh is going to have a huge day. Maybe also um, I think all the running backs. I think they're all going to have uh, big days. Uh, but I'm going to say I don't think they're going to cover that 13 and a half. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than that. So I'm going to say 28, 16. Look at, look okay. At two, uh, look at, no, 28, 15. So they could get uh, five field goals. That's all the, that's all Dallas is getting. <laughs> hey, I better pick up their kicker for fantasy as long as that's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, even though Joey just made his, prediction uh quick google search said that this season the Steelers are in nfl best six and one against the spread hmm. for what it's worth for what is i it? don't think they'll cover that 13 and a half spread either well yeah, i'm gonna go ball. against both of you then and just just for shits and gigs i'm gonna say final score steelers 31 uh cowboys 17 does that cover it? I'm not a math guy. Ask someone else. That's yeah. Um, yeah, that covers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thirty-one <laughs> seventeen Steelers. I th- listen. I think James Washington. It's about time. I know he's he's been doing well all year. He's got a touchdown or two, but I think he has a big game this game. The deep threat is there. I, I think you have to consider this. You know, there's always that threat of. Oh, they're playing down to their opponents, and the the, the team sucks, and blah blah blah. You gotta remember, this is Dallas in Dallas. 
this is quote unquote America's America. team. <laughs> yes, I love um, it. Don't you think? I mean, the whole world hates the Cowboys. Yeah. They're so, a bunch of pansies. <laughs> they're a bunch of yeah. I was being nice, Joey. <laughs> I have other words, but um, I, I, you know, I think I think everybody wants to go down there and just kick their ass in their in their pretty new stadium uh, and, and and shove it up Jerry Jones's ass. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know that if you guys know this, and I'm not a not a big advocate of Dak Prescott, but the Cowboys, according to the Score app. The Cowboys are still first in passing yards per game. That's because Dak Prescott was their starting quarterback for the first five he games. He was amazing. So, I'm with you. What about the last three games? Like, no team, no other team overtook that with Andy Dalton and that's Ben DiNucci. That, yeah, that's how much Dak Prescott was. That's what, just no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's great. So, yeah. it sucks that Dak's out. As a football fan, that sucks that he's out. Yeah, I agree because I'm not I'm not a huge Dak guy either, but I do. But it's very admirable what he's been doing, what he yeah, did I, in he, the games that he played. He definitely makes a team like like another level. Yes, it's ridiculous. Um, and also, they're I mean, with that, they're four. The Cowboys are fourth in the league in total yards per game, but that's uh, again the first so okay, we'll five games. And and here's something though: is the Steelers have had to play a great run game, you know, the past four weeks in a row, going back to the Browns with Kareem Hunt, then you get... Uh, it started all with... Derrick Henry. Barkley. You get Derrick Henry. And then you got the Ravens. And then you got the Ravens, who obviously not the best the running game with Mark Ingram out, but you got Lamar Jackson. They ran all over us, and now we have to match up against Ezekiel Elliott. Bro, J.K. Dobbins looked fucking nasty. Yeah. Um... But Zeke, fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> you focus on the run. Because yeah. who, CD Lamb on my fantasy team, he's fucking great. He's a great talent. Who's going to throw it to him? It's like having Juju and then Duck Hodges as your quarterback. Yeah. You're, well, look at it. Not Sa- going to happen. When they went against Saquon Barkley, shut him down. Derrick Henry, <laughs> shut him down. Uh, Ravens, okay, not so much. Uh, Cream Hunt, shut him down. Yeah. So, Nick Chubb. Shut him down. Nah, he wasn't. No, the Browns shut him down to the IR. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they shut him down. (laughs) He was so he didn't do anything that game. (laughs) He was so scared to play. He he got hurt. (laughs) The um, Andy Dalton got COVID. I think I think he just went around like licking doorknobs just just so he could get COVID. So (laughs) Dalton got his earth's crust. He's like, I thought I was never gonna have to play the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers again. Yeah, I went to the (laughs) NFC. Exactly. And here I fucking go. He he looked out. That's for sure. Uh, All right. Man. So what's predictions out of you two? Yo, I got mine. Go Thirty six sixteen, and I think we finally do either we're either gonna get a kick or punt return. Ray Ray. Right, Ray Ray. Love it, Ray. Michael. What say you? Um, uh, here, I'm just gonna tell Michael's a hundred to zero. No, 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 no. That was gonna be my pick. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to go closer to what I predicted last week, but the opposing team's not going to have as many points. So I'm going to go with a 42 to 17. No, no, the Cowboys are not going to get 17. Less than 17. So 
14? It's a 16. 16. 14, it could 12, be three. <laughs> Just <laughs> less knows? than. <laughs> or knows? equal to. We held the Browns. You want to put a line under your alligator points, over there? Was it, did we beat the Browns 38 to 6? Or was it 7? Uh, it's 38 to 7, I believe. Okay. Uh, so I think that, so yeah, based on my prediction, the Browns have a better squad than the Browns do right now. He contained the run. We'll fucking give up maybe a field goal and a touchdown, maybe two field goals and a touchdown. I think it's going to be a blowout, and Ben's not going to throw for five touchdowns. I'm with Joey in the sense that James Conner, Anthony McFarlane, Jalen Samuels, and Benny Snell, and Chase Claypool, because he likes to run the ball, they're going to kill it. The Cowboys are the 32nd-ranked team defensive-wise in points, and they're the 32nd-ranked team in rushing yards allowed. In the National Football League. I want to see Trey Edmonds get the rock. I don't. I want to see the guys that are on the active roster no, fucking no, ball Derek Watt. What the, where the fuck's he been? He's been, been injured. Yeah. I well, think he was hurt last week. Yeah. Last couple well, weeks. Yo, if it's going to be a blowout, you're going to see Trey Edmonds. Well, you can't just activate somebody off the practice squad in the middle of the game. <laughs> you should be able to. You should, yeah, why not? <laughs> Dude, he's, he's been activated like three times he's on game. on day. the team. So. And I don't know anything about that, but it's like if you're on the practice squad, you don't travel you. with the team, right? <laughs> so it's I'm like sure. at halftime, hey, Ty, I know you're three hours away, but could you make it here? In hey, Ty, minutes? we know you run a 4740, so we're going to need to get you over here to run our, our fly routes for the second half. Can you get be some here? real workhorse? <laughs> uh, okay. Either way, Steelers come out on top, just like me. Cowboys are three game losing streak, bro. Yeah. About to send it. About to wreak havoc in Dallas. Absolutely. Let's end this podcast with a little trivia, Joey. We mentioned to you before Ooh. that we do have some trivia for you. If you're up for Bring it, just it. a couple questions. If Joey doesn't know it, send it to me or Tapia. We will defer. I'll, I'll, I'll phone a friend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you only have two phone or two friends to phone, though. All right. right so here, right here. <laughs> these are gonna get go easier to harder. So easy ones right. come first. That's what here. she said. Yes. Uh, although not officially retired, the number 63 has not been issued to a member of the Steelers since the retirement of what all-time great? Was he a center? I don't know. I think it was. Does his last name start with a W? No, it does not. Ooh. No, Webster was 52. <laughs> okay, I so, believe okay. that was... Was that Dermonte Dawson? Wow, yes it was. Shout the fuck out to Joey. That's sick. I've never even heard. I've of never that heard of that name in my life. life. Me either. So Dermonte Dawson is the second greatest uh, Steelers offensive lineman. He he was a, he was a, um he kicked ass in the eighties and nineties. Very nice. Right on, Joey. Fair enough. Beautiful. All right. Uh, let's do this one. Couple on this card here. Uh, you from- call that one easy? Damn. Right. That was no, that shit's hard as hell. That shit's gonna get harder. Hard. Shit, I'm in trouble. This Ty, one's- what number card was that? That was a two. That was a two? Yeah. Joey, it goes from one to seven, one being the easiest. If that was a two, then fuck. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, this one's actually way easier. Uh, from 2011 to 2014, what Steelers defensive end raised money for charity with his annual Shear the Beard event? Ah. Uh, Brett Kiesel. Yes, that's correct. This one, a little tougher. What linebacker played for the Steelers from 1994 to 2003? and Kendra left Bell. As- nope. And left as the franchise leader in career sacks with 77. 
94 to 2003. Holy shit. Uh, oh, God. That wasn't Joey Porter. Was it Jason Gilden, maybe? Wow. Yes, it was. It was uh, Jason Gilden. Joey. Another name I have never heard, but apparently Same. the all-time sacks leader for the Steelers. See, he's, yeah, he was, he was a beast in the 90s. That's no excuse for us. I, I hate when people say, oh, I wasn't born at that time. We were actually born in 94. You were an infant. <laughs> <laughs> I was seven when that man stopped playing for the Steelers, dude. Come on. <laughs> That's just insane. Yeah, it is insane. Um, all right, moving right along. Again, oh, no, this one is the same difficulty. In 1992, what third year back posted 12 100-plus rush yard games? Gary Foster. Yes. Yes, it was. Who is this guy? Uh, Not Barry Foster, just, Joey. Real quick about Barry Foster, it was really funny about him. He was a rookie in uh, Chuck, one of Chuck Knoll's last years, and he he was the kick return guy, and he didn't understand kick returns, and he didn't pick up the he he just let the kick go, and the other team picked it up, and then therefore Chuck Knoll was so mad at him that he he benched him the rest of the year. Holy what? shit! And then Bill Cowher was like, "Hey, this guy's good," and he, he immediately like was was like one of the best backs in the league. You just had to tell him that you have to pick up the ball and run to the other end zone. Well, That's all you need to do. He just, just, like he just let it go. It's like ah, it's okay. I, I, we will. He holds the Steelers' record for most rush yards in a in a season with one thousand six hundred ninety. Fun fact: Barry Foster. That's great. <laughs> not to be confused with Barry Sanders. Totally different. Uh, all right, all Fosters. These these next couple are sevens. A little tough. Okay, well, Joey, you're on your Bring own, it. bro. Bring it. And I feel like this one is you should you should probably get this one as it is. Who was the first Steeler to wear Rod Woodson's number twenty six after Woodson left the Steelers? God. Uh, I want to say Deshae Townsend. That's probably yeah. right. You would probably be right when you say Deshae yeah. Townsend. Is that it? That is it. Fuck, I'm good at this. <laughs> <laughs> we should enter you into some contests. <laughs> oh, boy. That, All right. Yeah, because the first, of course, being uh, born in 94, I want to thank Le'Veon Bell, but I know that it wasn't Le'Veon Bell because I was lucky enough to watch this Jay Townsend. Side note, how's your uh, Penguins hockey trivia? I love I'm. Probably just, probably just as good as my Steelers. <laughs> Beautiful. I'll, I'll give you. Joey goes. I love it. I'll, I'll give you two more. One's a football. One's a hockey. Uh, football first. What Steelers linebacker was named to three straight Pro Bowls from 1984 to 1986, but was traded to the Vikings after sitting out the entire 1988. Mike season? Merriweather. Mike, I don't even need to finish. This guy's too good. Mike Merriweather good. sat out. Yeah, he sat out an entire year in a contract dispute. Le'Veon Bell shit. <laughs> exactly. Le'Veon he Bell was, of his He time. was Le'Veon Bell before Le'Veon Bell. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> okay. Ty, we might have to have Rumbunter and Joey on at the same time and do a little trivia deal. I'm okay at Pirates trivia too, by the way. Oh, like, yeah, well, that's why I said earlier when Ty said, how's your Steelers trivia? I said, well, Pittsburgh said, trivia, really, because it's a yeah, Pittsburgh gonna, trivia game. Well, we've, and we've I know been you're talking Pitts, baseball, you're, you're so I figured. So you know your shit. All right. I remember, I remember Deshae Townsend. I don't remember my wife's uh, birthday. <laughs> well, that's not important. <laughs> She'll yeah, let you know it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, um, that's not a good one either. 
Uh, da, da, da. Da, da, da. What do you got, Ty? All right, whatever. Here, here's one. What member hockey? Switching it up. What member of the 1991 and 1992 Stanley Cup Penguins later became the first American-born player to appear in 1,000 NHL games? This is a seven, by the way. We started off pretty hard. 84 to 86. Wait, what was it? Wait, no, 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 no. 84 to 96. No, no, no. 91 and 92. I'm sorry. American-born Stanley Cup champion. A thousand NHL games. Okay, Mark Recchi. No. Kevin Stevens. Gordy Roberts. The fuck? No. Who the okay. fuck is Gordy <laughs> Roberts? Know. Again, that was a seven. So. Ty, is that a post-it note? <laughs> Did you write that one yourself? That's one of my clients' names from work. My bad. <laughs> what was it, Gordy Roberts? Yeah. Sounds like a hockey guy. Uh, yeah, he's a defenseman who played in. 1,097 NHL regular season games from 79 to 94, and he's a member of the United States Hockey Hall of Fame. His brother, Doug Roberts, is also a f- former hockey player. Fair he's enough. 63. I like this one here, another hockey one. This is a two. This is an easier one. What veteran Russian-born Penguins defenseman served as host to Melkin when he first arrived from Russia in 2006? Yes. Sir, I'm sorry, was this a question for Joey or Yeah, or was this question for Joey or Michael? Because Joey knows that one. Gonchar. Yes, <laughs> very Mr. good. Mr. Sergei. <laughs> Dude, Sergei Gonchar, fucking baller. Uh, Ever see that commercial with uh, with uh, Gonchar and Malkin and uh, Talbot and the chicken chicken? You ever? No. Oh, my God. I'm I'll, I'll send it to you guys. Right it's it's, yeah, it's amazing. It Do it. That's amazing. What was it's, it like it, for NHL or for the Penguins or? <coughs> it was for a local uh, Pittsburgh car dealer. <laughs> they got all of them together. And yeah, it, it's 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 like one of those like low production local commercials, <laughs> like a Russian film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, two more here for you. Uh, I think I got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> or you're just dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. Took a lot out of me. One in the same. What winger scored 151 goals for the Penguins and was selected by the Rangers in 1991 as the first Russian-born player ever taken in the first round of the NHL draft? Kovalev. Kovalev. That is correct. Damn it. Uh, and last question. Okay, what baseball? Totally switching it up. In 1987, what outfielder became the first member of the Pirates to steal home in 21 years? 1987. I need the Jet Rodriguez outfielder. 1987. Maybe Bonds. No, that that was a good guess though. John Cangelosi. 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 Yeah. Was he Italian? He was. He was. He was Italian. And he was really short because they would, uh, for fun, they would put him next to Randy Johnson, who was like seven foot tall. Well, Italian yeah. and short are synonyms in my mind. <laughs> yeah, <it's kind> of- <laughs> Joey, you're Italian, no? I'm tall. Um, yeah, oh, but, but my, my parents are short. Cause- are you Italian, Joey? 
I'm very Italian. Yeah, I'm very Italian. That's what I figured. <laughs> yeah, so is Michael. Very Italian. Yeah, I got my, I don't know if I ever showed you, I got my Italian horn, just like uh, awesome. Joe Musgrove. Yeah, he's got his... It's for uh, good luck, right? Uh, it, yeah, and then the other emblem is the the fingers going down to isn't, like spite the people. Isn't that horns down? No, my mom would always do that. Like, okay. if, if Donald Trump's on TV, my mom goes like that to him. <laughs> it's like to put a curse on him. Okay. That's some crazy fucking it's also Sicilian. Horns down. Horns. That's some Sicilian shit. <laughs> yeah, that is some Sicilian shit. Yeah. All right, well, cool. Let's wrap up uh, this podcast. Steelers by a million next week. Uh, <laughs> Can we have Joey on next week, too? Yeah, right. Joey, thanks, thanks for coming with on. with me, man. man. <laughs> we, we really appreciate it. I know you're busy with your own podcast and stuff, so thanks for taking the time. Um, oh, thanks, thanks for having me on. I always, I always love talking to you guys, especially because I get to fucking swear, and I don't get to swear <laughs> anywhere else. I, I have to be Mr. Goody Two-Shoes everywhere Oh, well, else, so. if it weren't for the swearing, we wouldn't be having this podcast, so we couldn't do it without the swearing. Um, I got so much. Let everyone know where to find you on social media, though, and your podcast and all of that. He's the social media tweet. Uh, King yeah. of Pittsburgh. Of Pittsburgh, yeah. Uh, Joey Bag of Donuts, V and Seven F. Um, yeah, I I live on Twitter. I'm I'm that's <laughs> it's my addiction, and you know, it's some, sometimes it benefits me. So, <laughs> um, and your podcast as well. Where is that available? That is uh, the Donut Bag. It is on wherever the hell podcasts are. There's a million places. Um, yeah, I talk Steelers. Sometimes I talk Halloween candy. Sometimes I talk The Office. Sometimes I talk Seinfeld. Sometimes I talk Metallica. Whatever the hell comes to mind. Love it. Love it. Well, Freeform. We should get you back on for at some point for a podcast that's not Steelers related. Yes. Talk about music. Talk about some candy. Talk about fucking Anything. pop culture. Just I love The Office. Love, love, love. Oh, I love candy. Obsessed. I love in Seinfeld for what it's worth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Perfect. Well, make sure to follow him. Check out his podcast. He has a much larger following than us. Uh, there's a reason for that. He's the yeah, Pittsburgh he's got a fucking Twitter belt. king. He won he an award. A, yeah. He belt. he bought his own award in the belt. No, no, no. He didn't. He was given that. Yes. <laughs> no, I earned. <laughs> I earned the award, but I I bought the belt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah, yeah. percent. <laughs> Uh, make sure to check him out. A great follow, a great podcast. Uh, check us out too. You know we're available anywhere you find a podcast as well. Yinzertainment, just search that. It's on our website, yinzertainment.com, as well as the social media at Yins Daily. It's all there. Go all check our us tags out. Tags are Yins Daily now, but our website is yinzertainment.com. Did we make the move? Is that the move? You want to look for us on Instagram and Twitter? You search Yins Daily, and that's our name. Um, only thing that still rocks the entertainment is theentertainment.com. And in September of 2021, when my <laughs> renewal is up, I'll change it to Yin's Daily. September 2021, we'll all be dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would be fucking great. We'll be in underwater cities or... or... Then you won't have to pay for the website anymore. It'll be perfect. <laughs> just open for like a sol- solar flare in the next couple months and then, yeah. Yeah. We'll all be six feet under. I <laughs> voted for a meteor. I voted for a meteor to hit Earth. That was my uh, that was my voting. As long That'd as it's be... quick and painless, can, I'll take whatever. Can you put money on that? Yeah. <laughs> if I win the money, where does it go in the event of said meteor? To extraterrestrial life. 
Beautiful. Put my tab with the, the aliens. Me- take the meteor and the points. Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. Entertainment Podcast, episode 154. We'll be back next week as the Steelers try to go 8-0. Thank you again, Joey. We'll be in touch. And uh, go Steelers. Here we go. Who day? We day. Fuck them Bengals. Fuck them Cowboys. <laughs>